You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 328, Where Do I Start in Becoming an Author, Part 3. So if you've been listening to the uh, the last several episodes, um, you've heard me talk about the release of my new book. It's called From Destiny to Duty. It's the second book in the Chuck McCain series. It's a thriller kind of an espionage, war on terror, good guys versus bad guys kind of thing. But whenever I get ready to release a book, I, I get a lot of questions. There's a lot of buzz. Just people who are curious about what my process is and maybe how they could even tell their story as well. So the first part of this series, part one, we talked about writing your novel. Where do you start in writing your novel? How do you tell that great story that you've had in your mind for a long time? The second uh, episode, we talked about writing your memoirs. Um, how do you how do you tell your personal story? And you know, I mentioned a friend who's a double organ uh, double organ donor transplant, and uh, you know his story is quite compelling. Uh, my memoirs were related to my police career. They're true stories from my my law enforcement career. I've got friends who have served in the military or other friends who have just, you know, maybe had an interesting life or survived some type of trauma, uh, whatever it is, you know, whatever you think people would be interested in reading about, that can be your memoir. So it's definitely something to consider. That's a different type of writing. But today I want to talk about writing nonfiction. Now, obviously the, the question that, that I get, well, aren't memoirs nonfiction? And, and to be true, they are. However, I want to separate the genres here because I think uh, nonfiction can be very, very broad. So I want to just kind of narrow it down. And today I'm going to talk about uh, writing nonfiction in the sense of what do you want to teach or educate your audience about? Now, before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by two of my nonfiction books. Number one, New Testament Snapshots. It's an in-depth look at 12 of the lesser-known characters in the New Testament. You've probably seen their names. Uh, some of these names you might have heard but didn't know anything about them. And so I encourage you to check the book out. Each, each chapter is just a fascinating look at someone from the New Testament that you might not have really given much thought to. This is great for personal Bible study as well as group study. And then the second nonfiction book I want to highlight is Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. So this is a book on leadership. It's a book on supervision. It's a book on management. It's a book on time management, setting goals. Um, it's, it's full of short, actionable chapters 
um, with discussion questions at the end to help you immediately implement the principles that we've talked about. So click on both these links, check them out, grab them. I know you will love them. Okay, so talking about nonfiction, what is it that you know that other people might want to know as well? I've got a friend who I would classify as a master gardener. He actually has invented, if that's possible, um, several new flowers that are listed in whatever the flower um, catalog, catalog is. Um, I, that, that's amazing to me. I'm not a gardener, but that's fascinating. And, you know, that's something somebody might be interested in. Maybe you're a fantastic chef and you'd like to teach people to cook. Um, maybe you would like to teach, uh, you know, do a Bible study book. Several of my books are actually uh, theology and Bible study type books. They're, they're nonfiction, and I'm wanting to teach somebody something. One's on the book of Acts, one's on the book of Mark. I've got one on the resurrection. I mentioned New Testament snapshots. So, so these are books that are designed to help people uh, get into their Bible and learn and grow as they read and study. So what do you want to teach them? Um, whatever it might be, um, you know, the first thing we want to do, obviously, is just kind of think about what am I wanting to teach? Who is my audience? You know, we ask this question for each episode. Who's, who's your audience for your novel? Who's your audience for your memoirs? Who's your audience for your nonfiction book? And remember what we said, everybody is not your audience. Um, typically, whenever I'm writing something, I'll have one or two people in mind that I'm writing for. Um, obviously, there's many, many, many more people that enjoy what I write, but when I think of those one or two or three people, it really helps me to focus because um, everybody isn't interested in every genre. Everybody's not interested in your great story. Everybody's not interested in your memoirs, and everybody's not interested in learning how to um, garden or quilt or fish or whatever. So, you know, who is your audience? This is a really, really important thing to think about. And we'll go back to the other question that we've discussed. How many similar books to what you want to write about have you read? Um, if you want to talk about creating websites, how many books on creating websites have you read? Um, because if you don't know what's out there, how do you know what to present? Um, there might be, who knows, the idea that you, you, you might have for, for dealing with websites might have been covered in 15 different ways by 15 different authors, and you might want to change it up a little bit so that you're not being redundant. So it's something to think about. Um, what kind of research do you need to do? Um, as we said, what other books like, like yours are out there? And what else do you need to learn about the subject? Because, let's face it, if, if you majored in computer science in college and graduated maybe 10 years ago, have you kept up with the changing um, information in the field? Uh, if you're wanting to uh, present something on photography, but you're still using actual film, well, you know, that might kind of leave you behind because most of photography today is digital. So, so you see what I'm saying? There needs to be um, an understanding of where the, the industry, where that field of knowledge is at as you begin to think about presenting it. And as we're talking about your nonfiction book, um, this is where I find that having a blog can be very, very helpful. Now, hear me out. 
Blogging consistently is a lot of work. I post three times a week, two are blogs, one, one is this podcast. Um, but that's three basically fresh um, pieces of content every week. Uh, someone like Seth Godin, uh, if you don't know who Seth is, Google him. Seth, uh, he, he publishes every single day. Uh, seven days a week, he's got something fresh on his blog. They're all, they're all not long, some of them very short. Um, but he, he obviously puts a lot of thought into it, and they're, they're very, very uh, thought-provoking. But here's what I've found. If you're a blogger, um, you could actually use your blog to help you write your nonfiction book. Now, some people um, have actually used their blog to write their novel. I, I, I don't really know how that would work, but, but I've, I've heard about it. But for a nonfiction book, let me give you an example. Um, maybe you're a trainer at your job. Uh, maybe you're an HR trainer, and you want to write a book on, uh, you know, this type of thing. You want to write a book on human resources. You want to write a book, uh, you know, a, a new guide for supervisors or a new guide for managers. Um, you know, this this can be something that people need. Or, you know, maybe you're part of an assessment team. And you wanted to write a guide to teach people how to pass assessments so that they can be pr promoted. Well, this is fantastic. But, you know, one of the things that, that you can do is create a blog where you're publishing that content every week, especially if you, you're not an experienced writer. This can be a great way to help you write your novel. Because if you say, okay, I'm going to write a chapter uh, on this, and you 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 know you divide the chapter of fifteen hundred words up into three five hundred word blogs. That's going to help you begin to put your material out there. It's going to help you refine the writing process, and it's going to also give you an idea of whether or not your material is going to resonate with somebody. Now, a couple of my books, I mentioned uh, uh, leading into the twenty first century and beyond two uh, this book came almost exclusively from my blog post on leadership, management, supervision, time management, and setting goals. Uh, almost exclusively. There might be a few chapters in there that I created because I needed a chapter on that particular subject. But I'd say almost exclusively it came from my blog. And so I pulled those, those posts out. I edited them, I cleaned them up, and then organized them in the book. Uh, my book, New Testament Snapshots, I'd say probably maybe half, maybe of the 12, I think there's 12 chapters in there, I think probably six or seven came out from my blog um, that I'd written on, and the others I created for the book. Uh, another book that I wrote, Reflections on the Resurrection, uh, dealing with uh, the, the resurrection of Christ, I'd say probably half of that book came from my blog, maybe three-quarters of it. Um, but what I'm saying is the, the creating the blog gets you in the habit of writing. And if you want to be an author, you've got to get into the habit of writing. And if you're consistent in publishing something once, twice, three times a week, what you're going to find is probably within six months or so, your book is going to start to take shape. And then you can move on to the next step of pulling the material out and organizing it. So definitely consider, especially if you're new, new to writing, definitely consider 
um, starting a blog. The next thing we want to consider with your nonfiction book is how do you outline it? What I've found, um, writing fiction, I, I, I've got an idea of what I want to do. I've got an idea of the story, but I don't really outline it very much, uh, if at all. However, with nonfiction, I typically um, really do try and outline what I'm writing. And the way this works is each point on the outline becomes a chapter. So point number one, and then I might have a couple of subpoints. That's chapter one. Point number two, maybe a couple of subpoints. That's chapter two, and go through it like that. And what I find is when I have a good outline, the book really does write itself. So definitely something to think about, you know, putting a good outline together. Um, we mentioned research, but let's go back to that for just a minute. Um, not only are you wanting to do your research ahead of time, but with most nonfiction books, what I find is it's very beneficial to include that research in your book. And here's what I mean. Um, for any type of scholarly work, the first place that I turn is to the back to see the bibliography. Um, if, I, if I pick up a book and there's no bibliography, there's no notes, that tells me that's just the writer um, you know, kind of writing off the top of their head, or they've chosen not to give um, credit to where they've received their, their, their knowledge. And, and that's, that doesn't set well either. So, so there's, a, there's a, a great balance there of including resources that you used in helping you put your book together. That's, that's actually part of the, the, the research that you want to do. Um, so as you look at writing your nonfiction book, um, you've had the idea, you know, you want to teach people how to code, you want to teach people how to create a website, you want to teach people how to take great pictures. Obviously, if you're doing a book on photography, you can't teach everybody about every type of photography. So what do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on landscapes, focus on portraits, focus on children, um, maybe focus on two or three of those, maybe four? Uh, or maybe several chapters. There's there's different ways to do it, but but it's good to kind of you know ask yourself this question: What do I want to teach or educate my audience about? And then you begin compiling your 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 material into the book. And again, that's where having a great outline really does help. So I'm going to wrap it up here because I think I've given you at least I think we've answered the question: Where do I start in becoming an author? Really, the, the, the rest of it's up to you, um, you know, for, for writing a novel, for writing your memoirs, for writing a nonfiction book. Um, I think I'll give you an idea of where to start. And, and, you know, invariably I get the question, well, you know, what type of format should I use? What type of software should I use? Look, use what you've got. If you've got Microsoft Word, use Microsoft Word. If you've got Google Documents, use Google Documents. Use what you have. Later on, there's other stuff you can look at. We can talk about that another time. But the main thing right now is get started putting stuff on the screen so that you can begin working towards your book. Now, again, I challenge you for your nonfiction, you may really consider starting a blog. And, and if you're, you're, you want to do a blog on, on, on gardening, then look and see what other blogs are out there on gardening and see where you might be able to fit in because you, you may be able to gather some great ideas from them in putting your book together. Well, I'd love to know 
kind of what your thought process is on this. If you're looking at writing a book, putting something on on paper, getting it out there in publication, I'd love to hear about it. And if you think I missed something or if you have any questions, let me know. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. I hope you get started on this journey of becoming an author if that's something that appeals to you. And again, feel free to <coughs> excuse me, drop me a question if you have any questions or comments so that we can stay in touch, and I'd love to answer those questions for you. Well, until next time, this is David Spell thanking you for listening to Leading and Learning. Thank you.